Welcome back to the Two Marks and a Spark Wrestling Podcast brought to you by ExpressVPN. Go to expressvpn.com slash spark to get three free months when you sign up for the 12-month package. Just a little bit of a rambling intro here. I apologize for this. But a couple of notes that I want to go over for show scheduling and things like that. Uh, Kennedy Phillips is going to be on the show tomorrow, Thursday, October 21st. Bryce is back this weekend. Dave Smith, who's actually on this show that you're about to hear right now, is also going to be back this weekend. Uh, Rob Hockman, back next week. So we got a lot of good stuff coming up. And I'm excited. Go listen to Any City Like Yours with Michael Glenn Moore. I work on that show as well. I'm not, I don't appear on that show, at least not yet, but I do work on that show. Uh, Steve Rubin, I am the producer on his new podcast, Saturday Night at the Movies. Go listen to that. Um, that comes out this Saturday. The first episode comes out this Saturday, and I'm excited for you guys to see and hear that one because that one's actually going to be video as well. So, yeah. I hope everybody's having a good week. I hope everybody's enjoying some good wrestling. I thought we had a lot of good wrestling this weekend. And, yeah. Thanks to our sponsor, ExpressVPN. Thanks to you guys for listening to the show. And uh, here's me, Dave, and AJ. Just having a great time. Welcome back to the Two Marks and a Spark Wrestling Podcast. I fucked up this intro the first time, so fuck the fucking sponsors. Uh, I'm here with the Working Fans Wrestling Podcast. Now I got it. Good Lord. Hi, guys. <laughs> hey, man. What's going on? Um, good to be on the show. And uh, I know we're going to talk a little bit AEW, man, but... Uh... It just is, uh, it's interesting getting to talk to fellow wrestling fans. I was just on another show today and we were talking about like, even though like wrestling, you know, does good numbers and it's popular, it's still so niche. It's like when you meet other people that know more than WWE, it's like, oh, hey, <laughs> what's going on? Who are you and where have you been for the last two years? Right. So, so here's the funny thing about it being niche. It does more viewers than most freaking cable TV shows ever will see yeah. in a time. But yet somehow we're buried in a freaking closet behind the goddamn Canadian tuxedo. It's and the porn. Wrestling, wrestling yeah. shame, yeah. Guys, we are like, in terms of culture, we are ranked below porn. Think about that. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's, uh, I know, it's funny too, like when you talk about it, like um, I was watching something the other day with my uh, girlfriend with the five kids, like we talked about off air, and she put on some like Disney short. And there was a wrestling thing in it. And of course, it was the most lamest thing. It was like called uh, Smashdown. And she's just looking at me and laughing. And I'm thinking, this is what you think pro wrestling is? <laughs> you know, like, no, it's more. Or well, like people who've only seen Nacho Libre, like what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let her know two things, Dave. Let her know, one, the money's in the mail. I'm sorry for being late for my child support. And number two, <laughs> that is not what pro wrestling is. Definitely uh, number two. <laughs> so, uh, we, ben, well, ben, a little history about us, Ben. We should just tell you this real quick. Uh, me and Dave have been friends since high school. We have been watching wrestling together for about 28 years. Going um, on 28 years. I actually can tell you it's uh, 93 December Starcade Flair versus Fader. And that'll be um, 28 years, me and this guy have been watching um, wrestling. I can't wait for our anniversary there, hon. <laughs> So, AJ right. just read my mind. That was my f next thing I was going to go into. Good job, AJ. <laughs> Good job by you, buddy. You read my mind. <laughs> that's what I do, unfortunately. I was a bartender for a long time, so I've had to read a lot of people's minds. Like, huh, I think you might want more crown, 
Crown Apple. Yeah, that sounds good. Sounds uh, delicious. Doesn't it? Hey, I wish what, I... was, what was the first wrestling you discovered besides WWE? I'm wondering. Uh, Impact. Impact, okay. Before Hogan. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. So when you, I first started watching... When it was actually really good. Yes, when it was Joe and AJ and... Mm. Um, I, I'm a big Impact fan. I absolutely love Impact. Um, I watched it even through the shitty years. Um, I think that it's wonderful to see where it's at now with Josh Alexander. Um, the guy's a freaking machine. Um, but he reminds me a lot of the beginning of Impact and when they actually focused on the wrestling and not so much on the bullshit. I don't know who's booking that show. I can't imagine it's Scott Demore. I don't think that guy has the brain for it. Um, no, I think it's a combination of booking. I think that you do have other people involved in there. When you have veterans like your D'Lo Brown there and freaking um, Al, Al Snow, <clears throat> different people helping out. I know Al's primarily over Ohio Valley Wrestling. Sorry. He's selling but, the company, by the way. He's selling Ohio Oh, he is? Yeah. Oh, interesting. To a broadcaster well, in Louisville. He's got a bunch of money. money, Dave. I know. I have to talk to him because uh, we did get Al on the show one time. And I've always wanted to get him back, but he's been super busy ever since COVID because he was keeping that show afloat. And they were he's doing interviews and stuff too. Interviews that we actually have had is without. He is a knowledgeable man too. I've like heard I've he's smart as hell and the nicest guy in the business. Yeah, we didn't even ask for a payday. One of our um, stories that he shared with us was him doing MMA in between to try to make money when he was first starting out in wrestling. That he did early versions of <laughs> MMA where he basically went to bars and just fought people for money so that he could actually survive. That just absolutely insane and entertaining stories. That sounds like Al Snow. <laughs> <laughs> but as I was saying, the first time I watched wrestling was actually WWE. Yeah. This was right as Jericho and Michaels were starting their big final blow off. <sighs> whatever year that was. Great time. Yeah, that was an excellent year. I can't remember exactly what year it was. It was whenever Michaels and Jericho were blowing off for the last time. And really, it was the week before Jericho punched Michael's wife in the face. Mm -hmm. <sighs> Something we've all wanted to do. <laughs> it was that, uh, I want to say it's 08, but I know that uh, ended up like in a ladder match, I wanted to say. And they had like a, they were like whipping the shit out of each other with a belt in the match too. Like I they were very physical and Jericho was just so over as a heel at that time. Jericho is one of the few guys left who can get actual heat. And mm -hmm. he was really the only guy on in the company at the time who was getting actual heat. The guys that were getting booed oh. were getting booed because they sucked. I'll tell you Jericho, what, Dan Lambert is getting some heat right now. <laughs> Watch tonight's show. Get genuine heat and can also get genuine um, love from the crowd. He gets both and is very good at getting both, which is incredible. Now, it's funny, uh, Rob Hockman, who's been on this show a couple of times, helped create Crime Time. I'd actually seen wrestling a couple of years before I started watching full-time. That's when I started watching full-time. But when I first saw it, it was the week when they started those Crime Time promos where they were robbing the 7-Elevens. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, Crime Time, um, to be Baby honest faces. Yeah, they are the only... Absolutely incredible. They're mugging people and... And they're getting <laughs> standing ovations. They were, Absolutely. Yeah. And um, if you look at the two of them, they were actually very talented. Um, wrestlers, both of them had great looks to them. JTG could actually wrestle his ass off. And Vince just looked at him and said, you know what? 
thugs. We'll turn him into thugs. Shad probably should have been a heavyweight champion at some point or another. He had amazing look. Likes. He he had the look. He could work. And if you kept JTG with him, you could have them both be singles guys. But JTG do all the talking. It was that. I think the problem. I think the problem at that point was is that you just were so top loaded. At uh, between when they came out between Shawn Michaels, um, the beginning of John Cena, the freaking Batista. This was right uh, in the reign of terror for Hunter, too. Exactly. There was no way that he was ever going to get that opening and that opportunity in that time period, unfortunately. He's such a beast. I mean, obviously, he's passed away, but he had a physique and a half, too. That guy. And he was in better (laughs) shape within six months of his passing than he ever was when he was a wrestler. That's the scary part. Cause the guy was jacked to the hells. Yeah. He looked impressive. I had seen video of him right before that had seen pictures and photos and he was, everybody seemed to get along with him too. Like a generally like nice guy. All counts, yeah. He was crime time lasted as long as they did because of how well they got along with people. Well, they got along with everybody. That's why they lasted. I, th- everybody liked them. That 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 was that, and Rob, who again was part of the creative that created that, said that they wouldn't have lasted half as long if everybody backstage hadn't fallen in love with the guys. Yeah, and, and that a lot of times can get you longevity, especially in a place like the WWE. They'll have guys under the contract, especially back in the old days, for years at a time because Vince didn't realize that they weren't using them, and he just liked to see them every week. I mean, why else would we still have Ron Killings there? Like Ron Killings did get him his weed once in a while too, but I mean, I I, I will not confirm nor deny, but I know the answer to that. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Look, uh, I'm not going to say anything, but <laughs> it definitely does seem to make sense. <laughs> talk about somebody though who was a great worker and never really got the opportunity that he could have gotten. Ron Killings or our, or whatever you want to call. Go him, watch him from the first year of TNA. Oh, yeah. Dude, yeah, this right. guy can work. The suntan <laughs> Superman. That guy. <laughs> and he carried the belt. Mm-hmm. Twice. People forget he won it a second time. Yeah, absolutely. The guy's phenomenal. I mean, he showed what he could do with guys like Jeff Jarrett. He kept up the paces with him. And still today, he looks in as good a shape as I've ever seen him. And I know Jeff Jarrett gets a lot of heat, and I think a lot of it's rightfully so, but I, I, I don't buy this crap that, there was you guys remember the accusations that he's a racist or whatever. I think it's bullshit. He was booking TNA at the time, and Killings had the longest run besides him in the first two years. It's bullshit. It's it's really easy to point that finger at people and say things, and but at the end of the day, nobody knows what's inside somebody's heart other than that person, and you know. And, yeah, but I've never seen anything that would make me believe that. Vince McMahon that would lead me to believe that. I mean, well, Vince is, there's no question in my mind about Vince, but like Mm -hmm. Jeff Jarrett, are you kidding me? Yeah. I mean, just because the guy's from Tennessee doesn't automatically make him a racist for Christ's sakes. Well, yeah, I don't know. I know he didn't like Vince very much towards the end. The first time. I was going to say, yeah, but he, yeah, he's back under that umbrella now. So no, he's been released. Get... He was quietly no, he's released. Gone. Oh, did yeah. he get let go? He got released mm-hmm. at the same time um, Santana Garrett did. I can't remember who else was released in that, but at the same time as Santana Garrett. Yeah, because I know Jeff Jarrett actually now has that new podcast that's coming out. So, Yeah, with Conrad, who I adore. 
uh, guys, let's talk a little bit about these AEW shows. I thought both shows this week, while they were poorly built, were well done shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, funny Santana Garrett was on that. Uh, yeah, I was live. just gonna say funny story. Santana yeah. Garrett was on TV tonight or last night. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I didn't know this, but that match with Ty Conti, it's uh, interesting. They were actually the first in one of uh, the few quarter hours that NXT had actually won on a Tuesday. It was like a random little thing. I guess Tony Khan knew that, and apparently that match got made, which I thought was kind of funny. Well, and people don't realize this either, but they were very, very, very briefly going to be a tag team in NXT. Oh, that's right. That's right. I did hear something about that. Interesting. Ty Conte almost kicked her head off with those four kicks last night. Mm-hmm. Well, I think they're good friends. I think that's why. Yeah. Because sometimes when you're in there with your buddy, and AJ, you know this having wrestled, <clears throat> sometimes when you're in there with your buddy, you're going to work a little harder because it's it's your friend. You know that <laughs> they know you're not going to try and kill him or anything. I, I can tell you if you put me in there with Dave, I would suplex the shit out of him. And I couldn't do anything about it, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, you know, it's interesting you said, though, like, the build for that, we were talking about today, uh, this today, me and AJ, that um, I loved all the matches. I enjoyed the buy-in. I watched it live. But, like, it wasn't maybe the best way to showcase that. Like, if they could have got that. Why is Minoru Suzuki losing on TV every week? That's yeah. another good question. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Why is Minoru Suzuki that? losing on TV every week? They, right. they need to bring him out there with a guy who he can absolutely destroy one week. And let the world see. Put him in there with Kip Sabian. Kip Sabian can't work worth a lick, but Minoru Suzuki will make him look like somebody. Where is Kip Sabian? Does anyone know? He's dead. I he's dead. I don't. (laughs) I don't know. I don't care if I never see him again. It'll be too soon. (laughs) I hate that guy. He ruined Miro for a year. Yeah, seeing Penelope is much better any day of the week. I I did like the promo tonight from Miro too. That's not going in any kind of order, but. It's yeah. not going in any kind of order, but let's start with Rampage. Yeah. <clears throat> I thought Rampage was a good show. I don't think they built it well. Mm-hmm. But when does this company build anything that isn't a pay-per-view well? Now, I was going to say, in fairness, they do a horrible job of actually building the things and actually making them. They put the best shows on the planet out there on TV each and every week, and they're not building them up to to garner the ratings. That they Outside of Inner Circle versus... American top team that was built well because they've been building that forever. And I think we all know where it's going. Mm -hmm. It's going to be Masvidal and Jericho at the target center. in Minneapolis. We know that that's the plan, but Masvidal got booked into a fight, uh, December. So it'll be interesting to see if they can work that. Uh, Dana, Dana's already said he's fine with Jorge wrestling as long as he's for AEW. And Jorge, don't give a shit. Jorge's an old school guy. America's top team might be the best heel team in wrestling. That, right now. I was going to say, Dan Lambert gets some fucking heat when he is on that mic. Like, he knows how to troll that audience. Well, what I don't like about it is Ethan Page can legitimately promo. Mm-hmm. Ethan Page, if oh, you watched yeah. him in Impact, the guy's great. Yeah, the North was awesome. Better promo than Scorpio Sky. Huh? He's a much better promo than Scorpio. I don't even think Scorpio's that bad. I just think everybody else there is so much better than him, it makes him look like a geek. Yeah, that's the problem, yeah. though. Yeah, everybody that's in that ring, other than maybe J- um, freaking um, Hager, can actually cut a hell of a promo. So I don't like Guevara on the mic. I think he's terrible. 
I thought tonight he showed some promise, but he's definitely a long, a long way. Like he's going to have to grow and get used to talking. He's definitely better as a flyer. What's he, 23? I don't know. I believe he's almost, I think he's 24 or 25. Yeah. Yeah, He's still a young kid, though, especially by, you got to remember, before AEW, how many chances do you even have to hold a microphone? Because, AJ, you wrestled on the Indies. There's not a lot of promos on the Indies, right? Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. That's uh, the kid until he got to AW, and when he first gets to AW, he gets put in there with Jericho, who's the one who's primarily talking, and then MJF in the same stable. I mean, not really a lot of room to grow on the mic. And Hager has always been awful, but Hager had TV experience before this. Hmm. He Look- did. He had TV experience. The problem is, is that he always had <clears throat> mouthpiece for him and he had good mouthpieces for him he had vicky guerrero and who do you have before that um, uh he had dutch mantel yeah he had dutch uh, mantel vicky guerrero he had tony atlas for a while you guys remember that oh god yes unfortunately uh, that's uh i i love tony atlas tony atlas is obviously absolutely a legend but that literally was like two people handing a microphone to him that can't speak <laughs> neither one of them can talk let's give them both a microphone because two yeah, wrongs make a right, thing. right, guys? Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know uh, who suggested that. I can just imagine Josh the intern sitting in the back of the creative meeting suggesting that, and they went with uh, it. That's what it had to be. Because that was a horrible idea. What did you think of the um, the main event last night? I actually I enjoyed the American Top Team. Uh, I didn't hate it. I yeah. thought Junior did a really good job with... Same. Yeah. I, I would be fine. Okay, so here's my thing. I don't mind MMA crossovers with wrestling as long as those fighters are relevant. Junior Dos Santos has been relevant for a decade. And people say, oh, he's not relevant anymore. It's the same as Tito coming into TNA. That's bullshit. Sagano's... This guy, Junior Dos Santos, is one of the baddest men on the planet. I don't care what the hell they say about him not being relevant. On any given day, that man can knock somebody's ass out. I've seen... Go ahead. I was just saying, I thought the way that he wrestled that match, obviously it was his first match, but it made a lot of sense. Like, he would do a lot more punching and kicking. And smart on the camera people, where Junior's obviously got him down, and he's going to obviously have to hold back on his punches and not kill somebody. We didn't get close-ups on that time. Yeah, Yeah, where they've made that mistake in the past. Everybody They didn't close up on that. But then, you know, like, you know, everything else Junior did looked pretty realistic. Like, he wasn't trying to run the ropes or anything. And he still took a bump by Hager. And, and yeah, he did I, a really thought, nice double leg at one point. Yes. Yeah. I, I thought he actually looked really good. And he took the bump through the table. I mean, what more can you ask for from the guy? He did his best yeah. Shaq impression and he took a nap. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. He got um, blown up towards the end, but what do you expect? Yeah, He did I a pretty like, good uh, tweet today, I, too, by the way. I don't know if you saw it, but Roman had made that thing. And in character, I'm assuming, about... Uh, not really being impressed with AEW, throwing people out of the clubhouse. And Junior had a little tweet that said, hey, let me know when you're uh, coming to the clubhouse and you can throw me out. I want to see how this happens. <laughs> I'm thinking like, ain't nobody throwing Junior Dos Santos out anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think the um, head of the table better just leave Junior Dos Santos alone. There hasn't been a reply yet. <laughs> so, guys, I don't know if you saw the fight night card when they were in Minneapolis a couple of years ago and it was Junior and uh, Kamaru Usman in the main event. Oh man! Um, oh, oh! I like uh, it, but Dave's a much better you, MMA. Was it? Guy. Was it uh, Junior and Francis Nagano? Maybe? Oh, not Usman. I'm sorry, Nagano. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, no, I didn't because they trained now Usman. I had to think about that for a second, but Usman's a little smart. Yeah, Nugano, yeah, he he busted up Junior. I, I was I at that fight, and I was right where Junior came out at. Okay. Junior is a big motherfucker. His he name is. Junior does not apply. No. <laughs> and Nugano's oh, even I, bigger. Nugano's scary. I was at that <laughs> fight. I watched Nganu beat his ass. Mm. And I'm a Junior Dos Santos mark if there ever was one. I love Junior. I love Kane Velasquez, which is why I'm pissed with what WWE did with Kane. Oh, yeah. that's yeah, they stupid. fucked him. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know what the point of that was. I am still scratching my there head. No Makes no sense. Yeah, I would put the, should they have put the belt on him? No, probably not. But you could have put the belt on him. Yeah, you could have got some mileage out of that. You could have gave him a win over Brock and a little back and forth instead he yeah. loses one match to Brock and he's out of there. But they're clearly but not afraid to hot potato the damn belt, so why not just give it to Cain Velasquez for 60 days? Yeah. Who cares? In fairness, I, I don't think we can start expecting Vince to make sense now. Yeah. Would it have not have made more sense, though, for Cain to win the belt, even if only briefly? Absolutely. Absolutely. It would have lent some, yeah, some fire to the feud. Think about how big of a view that would have been with Cain Velasquez as the champion and Brock chasing him. Oh, sure. Imagine they put that like in a main event in Mexico or something, too. Oh, Crowd was fucking nuts. Yeah, they don't do things like that, though. People would have been hanging but... from the rafters. It would have been nuts. That's, uh, uh, I want to give you a little size comparison here to give you an idea as to how big those guys are. Um, we met uh, Jake Hager at Dodd Stadium. And I'm 6'3", about 270 pounds. And Jake Hager made me look small. Yeah. Just to give you an idea, a size comparison. The guy's massive. Let's get that out of the way. Mm. Yeah. Big dude. Built like a truck. Yeah, I don't think it always translates on TV. It does when he's standing next to Jericho. He's about 5'10". But sometimes with other people, it doesn't always translate. But he is just huge. Him and Billy Gunn are two of the really big guys that i met that are surprisingly big billy gunn doesn't look that big though he but he, no that's he's surprising yeah. yeah yeah and he's he still huge. in good shape got... oh, yeah. oh yeah they he's shouldn't absolutely... be doing any more with him than they are but they are but but he should be doing exactly what he's doing which is getting his sons over his sons suck oh his sons are horrible <laughs> But he's doing what he can be doing, which is getting them over. But his sons are horrible. They're hmm. terrible wrestlers. So on um, the Cody Rhodes, they're doing that show afterwards with him and Brandy, which I don't usually watch. But I watch it tonight after the um, show because I need to kill some time. And I'm going to tell you, the funniest thing he says is he's talking to Brock Anderson. And he says to him, God, I hope you're good. Most second generation wrestlers just fucking suck. Was that a little shot <laughs> at Randy Orton? Yeah, well, it could be a shot at Randy. Could be a shot at so many wrestlers, but two well, of them. Club. Ra- Randy was third generation. I was just about to say. I think Randy was third. Yeah. Oops. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, his grandfather was a referee uh, and wrestler. Did he wrestle also? Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think he wrestled in America. I think he wrestled in uh, was it Mexico that he wrestled? I'm not sure, but uh, I know he wrestled. But Bob Orton Jr. was definitely the. Yeah, he was definitely the biggest name in that family until Randy. Well, him and Barry O. Fuck Barry O. No one remembers Barry O. <laughs> He's an enhancement guy from that 80s with Barry Horowitz and Iron Mike Sharp. And that's who we remember, those guys. We don't remember Barry O. 
But some Mario might did some bad stuff too. I don't, I don't know. The family that made the WWE. So, <laughs> well, look at it this way: there's three, there's two families really in WWE that Vince cares about: the Samoans, that whole line, that whole dynasty, mm-hmm. and the Ortons. And you don't care about anybody else. Well, maybe Charlotte Flair at this point, but you know he didn't give a damn about. Yeah, Flair. it's true. Yeah, he does. Uh, can we talk about rest. Charlotte's booking for a minute and how bad it is? I know we're supposed to be talking about That's AEW, cool. but Charlotte's booking. Mm. First of all, Charlotte's they fucked her husband over. Yeah, yeah. And one, I, one of the most talented um, wrestlers to ever come out of Mexico, Andrade is absolutely fantastic, and he's got a great personality, and they just didn't know how to use him. What they could have done with Andrade. You guys know about Legato Del Fantasma down in NXT, right? Yeah, absolutely. Three fantastic wrestlers. Oh, yeah. Joaquin Wilde is one of the best, like... Well, he's another one who got his cut his teeth in TNA and was absolutely phenomenal mm-hmm. in TNA. But I never saw him in TNA. I've only seen him here in WWE. This is one of those guys that you see him and you're like, oh, that's main roster. That's mm-hmm. main event of WrestleMania in three years, and they're not doing shit with him. Uh, yeah, uh, Vince doesn't know what to do with guys in that size bracket. I mean, look at Ciampa. Ciampa's sitting on that roster. you got um, Gargano sitting down on that roster. You've got freaking Pete Dunne sitting down on that Kyle roster. Kyle O'Reilly, who's maybe... Kyle O'Reilly. Who may be a lost. top 15 wrestler in the world right now, by the way. Yeah, they lost Bobby <clears throat> who tonight showed again what he can do. I got to tell you, though, I love Bobby Fish. I thought he was great in the tag team. But Bobby Fish just looked like a new man lately. Like, he's looked really on point. I always thought of him as a tag guy. I really only ever thought of him as a tag guy. And now he's hit that match with Danielson tonight. Mm -hmm. I've never seen that side of him. But I'm okay with it. I like it. He looked great in the buy-in last night, too, against uh, Lee Moriarty, I think his name is. Lee Moriarty, who's now under contract. Yeah. A fantastic match, and he did that uh, exploder suplex into the ropes. I thought it killed Lee for a second. Um, and then a match with Danielson tonight too. Bob, Bobby Fish is looking better than I've seen him. Like, I mean, he was he was a tag guy in NXT. Ring of Honor. Yeah, Ring of Honor. Ring of yeah. Honor. But uh, he's just tearing the freaking place apart right now. The, every match that he's had looks legit, and I and I'm absolutely loving it. Here's the thing, guys. Are we sure he's not going to be a world champion in two years? Because I'm not. He, he could be. Uh, he's around my age. He's actually in the in mid-40s range. He's a little um, older. That's the only thing. Yeah, I don't know. But, but, he... but, but the way he's working right now, he's completely rejuvenated. Uh, to me, his stuff is so crisp and look phenomenal. Um, hmm. Between him and Daniel Bryan, bo- or sorry, Brian Danielson. That's all right. Not, they did that tonight, too. Punk did that tonight, too. But it's hard not. I'm gonna have to call him like Punk. I'm gonna have to call him the American Dragon. The, yeah. the killing me. It's Punk is great on years. commentary. Punk is great. Oh, Punk is amazing on commentary. So many great one-liners tonight. We're live, pal. Serena Deeb's got a nice set of hair. Like, yeah, but Dave, like... what, Dave, I know your highlight of the night was the same as mine. Every other announcer is trying to pretend like they don't know it's FTR under the mask. Right. Yeah, I, I said this in a text to him. Yeah, I think it was great that. Punk actually, for a change, actually pointed out who he thought the mask guys were. They didn't just like, like I didn't guys. know who they were. I thought they were jobbers for a second. Then I looked at these guys. I'm like, is that fucking FTR? Yeah, so Punk, Punk was yeah. He's like, come on. Yeah. So and me and AJ know this too. 
because obviously we're a little older. It's that old school thing. They would do this once in a while where these guys would hide under mask and be Chris like, and Chris and Edge did it once. It's the conquistadors. <laughs> there was this team in WCW. I want to say it was Ricky Steamboat and Shane Douglas maybe did it to um, it, the Hollywood yeah, I can't remember the name, but they're like those something. And they always win. Marcus. And they always the win. They do. This was the first time we've ever seen somebody get unmasked in the middle of the match and still ended up winning. Uh, which, by the way, the chemistry of these guys was awesome, too. Um, well, they but, had yeah. before. I could be wrong, but I think it was the Yellow Dogs that they wrestled as. Uh, who? Uh, Steamboat and... Uh, Steamboat and Douglas. I think they called them the Yellow Dogs. Well, Pillman was doing a mask gimmick around that same time. He was part of the Iowa Bonds. Before that, as a babyface, and he was the yellow dog. He actually yeah, used it. I think they did it. Yeah. Yeah, beat Barry Windham. Like a, he lost to Barry Windham in the Loser Leeds Town match, and then he came back as the yellow dog. But we should stay away from WCW history. We watched too much wrestling. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I watched way too much wrestling. Um, so what do we think about Brian wrestling back-to-back nights? I don't love it. Uh, I, I don't hate, love it just it. because of the concussions. Mm. Uh, and he's wrestling two very high-impact wrestlers back-to-back nights, both of them very big strikers, both of them with a lot of suplexes and high-impact wrestling. So I'd kind of like to see him take a break. And he was so bumping all over the place that. tonight. Yeah. Interesting you guys say that, because one funny thing about Brian he mentioned in an interview somewhere, he actually had a good relationship with Vince. And he said that Vince actually – uh, sometimes would hold him back too much physically and he worried too much. And that is interesting to me because that makes me think that Brian wants to push himself even more and I, we're probably getting a taste of it. If you don't put a sensor or watch Brian, I think he will actually hurt himself. I, I don't, Sorry. I think he just wants to go out there and put on the best match humanly possible. By the way, he is showing both heel tendencies and um I don't know what Brian Danielson is. I don't know if he's a heel or a babyface. I have no clue what he is right now. I, I think he's doing this because at some point we're gonna see CM Punk and Brian Danielson. I I mean in, in um yeah, Brian Danielson. And uh, I just don't think we're gonna see it until they feel like CM Punk can keep up with him, which is I think why he got tested this week against freaking um uh who the hell did he Matt Sidel. Yeah, Matt Sidel. Now it's a great match as well. Guys, my Zoom is telling me we're less than one minute, so I'm going to pause. I'm going to send you guys a new Zoom link because my my Zoom is freaking out. I don't know why it's telling me there's less than one minute, but I will get you guys right back on the horn. We'll be right back to Marks and Sparks. Okay. And we're back after Zoom decided to be nice to us. Hi, guys. Hey. And we're back. Hey, we're back. I hate Zoom. I hate (laughs) Zoom. It's terrible. You should try StreamYard. I don't want to pay for it. I've tried it. I don't want to pay for it. (laughs) We paid for StreamYard? Wait a minute. We might might have to have a meeting about that afterwards. I don't know what we're paying. Figure that out. Only one of us does. Oh, okay. That's fine. (laughs) Well, we were on Danielson wrestling way too goddamn much. Yeah, and the fact that we don't know what he is right now, he's a bit of a tweener. Is he Brock Lesnar in, like, 2018 tweener yet? Uh, He's somewhere around there, but I think it's, like I I was saying before, I think it's because they're trying to save him to try to not go one way or the other until his match with CM Punk eventually. He's a babyface to me, but he wrestles like a heel. He beats the shit out of these guys. And there's definitely heel tendencies. He started a surfboard 
where he reached forward and instead of grabbing Bobby Fish's hands, he just grabbed him by the mouth and nose. So he did to Nick Jackson too. <laughs> Nick Jackson's clearly the heel, but he's doing Nick Jackson's doing all the high flying flips and stuff, and Daniel Bryson is beating the shit out of him. <laughs> I thought it was great. First of all, anytime you want to beat up on the Bucks, I'm all right with that. I'm not okay. I like the Bucks as humans, right? As people, yeah, absolutely. I, like them. I don't love the way they work, but that's because I'm 22. But I have the wrestling mind of a guy from the late 80s, uh, who likes the more Brian Danielson, Adam Cole. Style. I, I'm yeah. a strong style wrestler. I love that strong yeah. style. I want to see people freaking take each other's heads off. It, it's it is time. It's like, there are times I want to fast forward them, and um, but then there's times like I'll think I'm going to fast forward them, and they'll be like a very entertaining match, and I'm like, all right, you got like it. tonight. Tonight yeah. they were great. The, oh, it was that a great was. match tonight. I was behind it, and I thought ah, I might fast forward this, and then the I dark order was Sokka great too. I love that freaking camel, that camel clutch where they pulled the bucks out and slid in and gave Adam Cole the kiss. That was fantastic. That kiss thing they do with Adam Cole is just genius, by the way. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's incredible. That's the the way they resurrected him after they killed him the first time. Fantastic stuff. Hey, actually, um, just because I was looking at my notes too, um, Dante Martin and Malachi Black. Oh. Black. But I had a great match. I thought Dante used a little more selling in this for the first time because he had to sell the leg and stuff. But then Malachi Black, like, but everything that went on, I'm glad I wrote it down. Did he get legit hurt with his ribs or something? I, I know they were saying it, but I didn't actually see him take a bump. I looked everywhere afterwards. Nobody has it anywhere that he was legitimately hurt yet. Right. But there was the anything same with Christian legalized? last week where they said he had a neck thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but he, then he was on impact. Yeah, I thought, well. But that's that was, pre-tape. But, yeah, yeah, I felt pre-tape. like that was like an angle because of his stuff and the way they set up. I didn't see anything at all that anybody even did the black. I just saw him like kind of clutching his ribs. Well, it just looked like he landed wrong once. And that's the closest mm. I saw to him having an injury. Speaking like of Malachi black, we're getting Cody Rhodes and Malachi black, a fucking again next week. Why oh, yeah, uh, next week? Yeah. That's Tim, too yeah. soon. Yeah, Tim, I mean, well, that's what I, I, was I don't know why we even have to do that again, but like, okay, you're telling this story as they do later in the show where iron's taking them out. The students, and it kind of like a Rocky Three vibe to me, where he's going back to like you know, like you know, the basics. He's going to the Nightmare Factory, and Iron's been great, I think, in this stuff. But I, one, I'm I'm ready to move on to. I thought Black was going to move on, but okay, you want to tell the story? Have Black beat up some more people and keep doing these vignettes with Cody. But we're not doing that. We did like two of these, and now the match is next week. Like, yeah, way too soon. What the well, fuck? it goes back to what we were talking about early on. They have not done a good job with their builds, except for the pay per views. They're Tonight, the best, one of the best things that they did was they built to the pay-per-view to um, freaking um, the match with Ad- Adam Page and Kenny Omega. That was one of the best things that they did tonight. Was and they then they go and tease Britt Baker and Anna Jay, and that's next week. What? Exactly. Right. Yeah. Is Anna going to beat notes. her? I think Anna's going to beat her. Yeah, they build, uh, they, they build pay-per-views, but they don't build their show well. But Anna's going to beat Britt. Let's get that on the I saw I saw, I, so. I saw this thing. I saw Anna Jay get that punch in. And I actually, I was really excited about it. And I thought to say, I wrote in my notes, hmm, could this be for full gear? And then I saw him next week. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, I want to see that built. I'm actually excited about that match now. Well, here's the thing. Anna is 23, but wrestles like she's been wrestling for 14 years. The girl can work. She can't talk worth a lick. I think she's better with facial expressions. 
People yeah, say she's I, good she on the mic. I don't think she is. I think she's fine. No, I agree with you. I think what she does with facial expressions, though, is absolutely incredible. If you, I don't know if you watch BTE at all, but if you watch her interactions with Stu Grayson and with the rest of the Dark Order, with just her facial expressions. She's she hilarious on there, by the way, when she calls Stu Grayson a bitch. Oh, yeah. it just throws him around like a rag doll. She, not only did she vote, I know it's off topic, this week she votes to have him thrown out of the Dark Order and then makes him vote for himself to be thrown out. <laughs> I, uh, she has kind of got a little bit of that Jimmy Fallon thing, though, where uh, John Silver cracks her up in a lot of skits that they do. But it, I imagine how does John, John Silver's Silver got not crack up anyone. Yeah. He was fantastic tonight, too, with that match. I don't think he's that good of a worker normally, but he looked good tonight. He looked good. Alex Reynolds is the workhorse of that team. What he they, can do when he's on and the way they do moves together is mm-hmm. absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, but they were doing like the stunner into the German. and Oh, my God. This is like I would have had Stu Grayson team. in there instead of Eva Luno, but that's just me. Oh, God, if you put the three of them in there, they're just great workers. Eva Luno is not bad. He just literally looks like my plumber put on a wrestling mask. <laughs> Eva Luno can talk, though. Eva Luno's the mic piece. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And so, but but they didn't bring Jimmy Hart into the ring and have him wrestle. Well, maybe they did. Sorry. So here's my theory for, and I know we're completely off topic, but this is my show. We'll do what I want. Uh, I think how they're going to end this Dark Order thing, and I think it is coming to an end uh, soon. I think it's going to split off into two, and I think there's going to be a heel side and a babyface side, and I think the heel side is going to be Anna and Uno and probably Reynolds, maybe Preston. And then the rest of them are just going to be baby faces. You could do that. Because you're not you turning silver heel. No, no, you absolutely could do that. But is it possible? And this is just my thought process on it. Bray Wyatt's eventually coming. I don't think I so. No... Not anymore. Oh, really? I think if he was going to show up, it would have been on that Brody show. Well, his contract hadn't run out. He had the option to opt out of the non-compete. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't realize that he had an option to get out of there. That's uh, He had an option to opt out of his non-compete, and he didn't do it. Mm. I don't think he's coming. Wow. We'll We'll see. Eventually show up somewhere. Yeah, I would think so. He actually had a a tweet, too, uh, today. Something that we didn't know yesterday. I'll be feeding you soon, my baby birds, or whatever cryptic thing it was that he spoke of. He is the master of cryptic. He is. Yeah, he's really good. He reminds me of a uh, Kevin Sullivan devil gimmick from like the 70s, 80s. Uh, But better? Yeah, and he's really good at just off the cuff like that. And I mean, Kevin Sullivan devil worship 70s, 80s, Florida, not Kevin Sullivan Dungeon of Doom walking around. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Florida Championship Wrestling against Dusty Rhodes is a whole other thing. That's a different animal, yeah. Yeah, I don't know how much you've checked out of that, Ben, but if you ever get an opportunity and want to see great mic stuff check out florida championship wrestling and you'll see um dusty Rhodes at his best and you'll see kevin sullivan at his best i have not gotten a chance to see any of that but i now know what to go look for um because i love good mic work and you'll see nancy sullivan long before or sorry nancy benoit long before she was um woman you'll see her as um in her original carnation there with Kevin Sullivan. And Luna Vachon actually Luna started. Vachon, um, yeah. Sullivan is one of the most underrated guys in terms of mic work. 
I, I would say so. I don't think he's going to get the credit anymore um, just because so much time has passed. But he had so much of an influence on Bray Wyatt. Just watch the guy work, and you can see Kevin Sullivan mm-hmm. in him. Oh, 100%. Oh, thousand percent. Yeah. So there's and a conspiracy going around, and I want your guys' opinion, not to change the subject. The conspiracy no, is this. This is a wrestling conspiracy, <clears throat> and I think there's some fact to it, actually. I don't think it's all stupid. I think it's partly stupid, but I think I don't think it's all stupid. They released Bray Wyatt because they knew they knew Karrion Cross was coming, and they thought they were too similar in terms of gimmick. I could hmm. see things like that. Uh, I, mean, I, I don't think that's ridiculous. I mean, I, us looking at it from the outside, we obviously are going to look at it differently than Vince does, and I can completely see where Vince could screw this up. That would have been a great stable. Those two together would have been. Imagine Cross. Imagine Cross, Scarlet, and Wyatt. Why? Why? Where is Scarlet? Dead. Hmm. Why? Why would you take away that act was so over in NXT, and then all of a sudden Scarlet's gone, and you've completely changed what he was doing on the main show. First of all, Kevin Cross can work. Kevin Cross can Mm -hmm. work. I don't care what anybody says. Kevin Cross can work. He can't work WWE style, but he can work. We saw him live at Bloodsport. We were at Bloodsport front row and got to see him freaking throwing actual hands for Bloodsport. And I will say, ass off. it is it is funny, though. Adam Cole had that promo where he lit him up and he said, you know, you got all the sparks, you got, all, you got the girl, you got the entrance, you got the music to make you feel special. What do they make you do to make me feel special? They ring the damn bell. And then he got to the main roster. And they stripped them of every fucking thing they could. And I was like, God damn it, Adam Cole, you chased this man. What is it with Randy Orton chasing legends out of the company, by the way? Like every, you notice that Christian? Christian, Mark Henry, Big Show. I'm Mark worried Henry Taker's going to show night. up. I'm worried Taker's going to show up one of these weeks and Randy's going to like RKO him or something. He, he's lucky Mark <laughs> Henry just grab him. <laughs> Scooter uh, or not, not, he's lucky. I, yeah. I, I would not. I don't care if he's got one leg or not. That man's hands, I do not want wrapped around any part of my body. No, Ever. Mark's a bad man. Mark, oh. I, I'm wondering when it's going to be that Mark Henry's going to wrestle, and I think it's going to be sooner rather than later. Because he's in the best shape of his life. Go look at pictures no, of him. phenomenal right now. The guy's going to work. And I think yeah, he's going to work his ass up. off. What do uh, we? Lord, I want to see him a lot more than I want to see the Big Show. That's for damn sure. Well, Henry can move around. Show can't. Oh my God! Show Show looked horrible in that match with QT. I thought QT, Henry knows how to work his style. Uh, well, here's the thing: QT tried his best to make him look good because QT can yeah. work. Here's the thing: QT knows he can work though, and he's not shy about it. Yeah, we met him uh, um, a few weeks ago. We met QT at a um, show. And he was nice as can be with us, but he definitely, you can tell he's holding himself um, higher than, the, let's face it, if he's not best friends with Cody, he's just a jobber doing some enhancement. I know he can work, but he's doing enhancement work. He doesn't have a look. That's the problem. He looks like your dad put on a bowling shirt and walked onto a wrestling ring. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. it's like an old hair club for men thing from like the 90s or 80s too. He And he's a good-sized guy. On an on a, on a indie show, he's a big man. But unfortunately, on the big show, he's not that big. He doesn't even look big on AEW TV. People criticize AEW for having small guys. QT looks small on their television. Mm-hmm. 
I, I can tell you when we met him, we did a little promo with him, and I was uh, a little bit bigger than he is. So he's got to be maybe about six feet tall. Jungle Boy looks bigger than him if they stood next to each other, and they've stood next to each other. Boy, Jungle Boy looks bigger. Yeah, that's. Uh, I don't know how big. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you what, Jungle Boy is one of those pillars, though, in AEW. He, he got the uh, better in tonight. Yeah, the better of the elite at the end of the day. He put Brandon in the um, SDF there. Uh, the... I like. Oh, oh yeah, like what do they call that? Tony Giovanni was trying to act like he was surprised that they're not coming back to help Brandon. Like at any moment, they were <laughs> come back to help Brandon Cup. That's never going to happen. And so you not you don't come in and save your freaking um, your uh, side um, helper boy, Blackie. Young boy, sorry, that's what I was looking for. Young boy, <laughs> he is their young boy. Yeah. I think he does a great. I think Brandon Cutler is doing the work of his career right now. By the way, oh, mm-hmm. absolutely. And, yeah, he's right in that role. I think Brandon Cutler is awesome. I like him. I like uh, his personality on BTE. I like. I like his personality on Dark. Um, he does a great job when he's on Dynamite um, with the. Uh, Let's just cheat. I like that. Thing. Yeah. He used to never want to cheat when he was with the um, Peter Avalon, and then he was on BT, and he's like, "Yeah, sorry about that. Cheating was actually pretty good. We're doing really well right now." <laughs> he's such a good heel. He's a great heel. That's what he is. I like, yeah, I, I think they made the right choice going with him instead of Peter Avalon. Well, I yeah. thought that Larian shtick was going to go over too. So you heels. Is Moxley possibly turning heel? Oh, I think oh, he's he is. Absolutely turning heel. Yeah. Is Kingston going to go with him? Is the question. I don't think he is. I think that's kind of why they're separating him. Well, Kingston was out there tonight. Yeah. He was out there tonight, and he's out there with him. But like next week, if you notice, it's him again in the tournament. It's him going up against freaking um, Archer. That's uh, Kingston's going against Archer. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's Kingston versus yep. Archer. And then if you notice, Moxley's on the same bracket as um, freaking Ju- uh, um, Cassidy. Especially squeezed Orange Cassidy. Yeah, Cassidy's and, got powerhouse Hobbs. And then Moxley has 10. And I think that's exactly right. They're going to set that up to be Moxley and Cassidy. Because you can tell Cassidy was kind of looking over at him after he laid out Yuta. And I definitely feel like that's what they're building up. And that's why I'm thinking, too. Maybe they're right. <clears throat> and I know it was rumored. And if you look at this tournament, too, you got Danielson on the other bracket, the other side. And uh, there was some kind of rumor that Tony Khan had written on uh, a Moxley versus Danielson was the right, idea. For, right, yeah. full gear, yeah. And if that's going to be a full gear, it's probably going to be the tournament finals. I can't imagine. Okay, so here's what's going to happen. Moxley's not getting booed in Minneapolis. So let's get that out of the way. That's just not going to happen. Uh, the Shield, I was at the Raw after... Rollins turned on the shield because they were in Minneapolis. Oh, yeah. And do you know who got the loudest pop of the night on a show where John Cena was on the show and Bray Wyatt was on the show six months after they just had that incredible six man tag match here. Oh yeah, that's right. That was in Minnesota, but Ambrose and Reigns got the biggest pop out of anybody in the building and it wasn't even close. So let's get this out of the way. Moxley's not getting booed. Well, I think Moxie would probably go over because I think you would set up Moxie Hangman at that point. I think Hangman wins the title from Omega. Well, I think Hangman's going to have the shortest run with that belt. I don't possibly. I think I I don't think it'll be short by conventional standards. I think it will be short for AEW. Sure, I can see that. 
But you basically have two guys in that tournament who are both incredibly over with Moxley and um, Danielson. And both of them have been a little bit tweener where they've showed a little bit of heel tendencies now. So either one of them could be turning heel to go against Hangman. I don't I know agree. who I you put don't... in that match, though. Who do you let lose to Hangman? Because whoever wins that has to lose to Hangman. If you remember, too, when Hangman came back in that ladder match, Mox was the last guy he knocked off, too. So, again, you know, AEW does like to put those little Easter eggs out there once in a while, too. Maybe that was something. Do you want Mox losing another world title match three in less than a year? Do you really want to? I mean, he is older. Maybe you don't want to put the belt back on him. But does it? Yeah. But he's also Teflon. I don't think it hurts him. Yeah, I think he's like a Jericho where he can lose, lose, and he has the ability to come back. Where he can just lose every match and it just doesn't effing matter. Yeah, I mean, there's just some of those guys that can do that. I think Jericho is one of them, too. It's just how skilled they are on the mic, a lot of it. I think Darby's becoming Teflon. I think you can beat Darby as much as you want now, and it's not going to matter. Darby gives me, like, Mick Foley vibes from back in the day, where he's that guy you you don't know if they're ever going to put the world title on him, but boy, you'd like to see it. Uh, They'll put the title on him. One of the things we didn't necessarily want to see tonight, uh, just a little segue here, sorry, Um, Sting. Uh, he's coming out tonight, and they're using him correctly because he got a hell of a reaction tonight. That's uh, he obviously didn't have to put his hands on anybody other than the bat to freaking the big dog, but he, um, I, I think they're using Sting correctly. I don't. I'd like to see. Good. I don't know why he hasn't had a singles match yet. I'm sure there's a reason for it, but mm. him and Wardlow would be awesome if that's where they're. Go- I think that's where they're going. By the way. The rumor, another rumor was that Punk might face Wardlow at uh, Full Gear. Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, we'll see. That That was one of those things that apparently was written down. I haven't seen any reason, but Punk's been wrestling kind of random matches, too. But I'm fine with that. You kind of need to do that. Um, Yeah, kind of builds it up, yeah. uh, But here's my thing. We both loved the Daniel Garcia match last week. We thought that that match Uh, with Punk was outstanding also. I thought that was Punk's best match since he's come back. Mm Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, well, Daniel Garcia has got every tool in the um, chest that you could possibly want. The only thing that he's lacking is he just needs to put some size on those skinny ass legs. But he's only twenty. Yeah, I know. That's, uh, AJ's AJ's discriminative against small legs. He's always had issues with people with small legs. So <laughs> here's let's go through guys we think for sure are winning the world title in AEW in the next two years. Mm. Because I don't think there's, I don't think it's that long of a list for the next two years, but I think it's a list. Hangman, okay, Hangman right away. Hangman's yep. winning it on November thirteenth in Minneapolis. I believe so. I I don't think that's a question. Yeah. I think he drops it at double or nothing in Vegas. I agree. I we were talking today, and I told him one of the things I told Dave is I see him as a transitional champion. I think it's just a way to get the belt from Kenny Omega to another person who's turning heel. Do you guys think Brian Danielson gets it at some point? No. Not no, I don't think he's there to win titles. I think he's okay. fine. I and he's I, Teflon too. I think he's similar to Punk. He's there to wrestle top talent and he's there to try to build up new guys. Brian's not there because he needs the money and neither is Punk. Let's just get that out of the way. Neither one of them need exactly. the money. Yeah, he uh, got he got that Brie Bella money. Yeah, he's got Brie Bella money and he's got <laughs> his money. And Tony Khan is paying him a lot. Yeah. Um on top of paying Punk three point two five million for the next three years. Yeah, I think Punk's going to be okay. Punk's going to be fine. Out of the two of them, this is random. Out of the two of them, who would you see more likely to put the title on? Uh, Punk, Punk or Brian? Punk. Okay. He has more of a ratings draw, it appears. Well, he's not only more of a ratings draw, but I think at this stage of their careers, he might be the better mm-hmm. worker. 
I think Brian would be interesting if he did a heel thing somewhere again. And he just started, you know, going off. Obviously, you know, like a seriously mean, nasty heel. And I'm not saying that. Well, the dragon was heel. The American dragon was heel forever in ROH. Right. Absolutely. The American right. dragon so, was a heel. So I'm thinking maybe, you know, you could do that and then give somebody else the rub. Like whoever you would want Darby to Darby or off. whoever. Darby was the guy that came to mind. Yeah. Um, people, so, and I don't think, and people are going to take it the wrong way when we say Hangman's a transitional champion. That's not meant in the wrong way. Transitional no, champions are important. Him. They're important. Yeah. And he yeah. might get it again, too. Oh, I just think, yeah. I think he would definitely get it again in his career. He's another one mm-hmm. of those guys that's in his early 30s who's, it's not like he's freaking over the hill. And it's he's not got, like he needs the belt either. He doesn't, he doesn't need that belt. Oh, no, his cowboy shit is over completely. That interview he did tonight, that, yeah. that was a mic drop interview. That's uh, He started off slow, but towards the end of it, he freaking brought it home. I, I You know, so I, I liked that he brought up – it was kind of hit or miss for me. I, I thought that he connected with the crowd. He always connects with the crowd. They love him. But well, I liked um, when he made it legit and he talked about Hangman shit is walking away at one of the hottest moments of your career to be there for your born, you know, newborn beautiful baby. I thought, okay, now that's a real statement. And when you can do that, and it's authentic. Right. I thought that was the best promo of his career, pretty much bar none. Yeah. I agree with that. Uh, because he's not very good on the mic. And that's no, why he I, hasn't. And that's why I think he's going to win the title this time, hold it for six months, and then drop it. He's one of those people who connects with the crowd without having to be great on the mic. Um, another one was Chris Benoit. They just have that emotional draw to the crowd. And the crowd just feels something. Same thing with Daniel Bryan. Even though Daniel Bryan's gotten very good on the mic now, he was not always great on the mic. And there's just some kind of visceral connection with the crowd that he just has that. I don't know what it is about Hangman either that has gotten him so over. I love him, but I don't. I couldn't put one finger on why. He's a great worker. Uh, I don't think Cody wins the belt at all in AEW. I think he's taken himself out of that. Yeah, it's funny. That's one of the few times where a wrestling company and Fred AEW where they made a um, gimmick where he couldn't challenge for the title again, and I think they're going to keep it. I don't think he's going to challenge for the world title there in his career. Credit to um, Cody Rhodes on this. Uh, I don't think he gives a shit about winning the belt. I think he genuinely cares about how good the company does. I think he gives a shit about the industry in general. Right. Exactly. That's the, and I think that's one of the things that draws me to Cody Rhodes. I know that he's got a lot of haters out there, but I am not one of them. I think he's got haters for what he's doing right now, not in general. Yeah, that's the... Because well, what he's doing right now sucks, but... No, it does, but it's because it's got no direction to it whatsoever. Thank you, Tony Khan. Um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> uh, apparently, apparently they went to the um, Billy Corgan school of booking for this one, and they just there's no direction to it whatsoever. Can we talk about Corgan for a second? Because I think he's Absolutely. he's sympathetic <laughs> in terms of I like Billy Corgan the human being. Because I think yeah. he's got I think he's got good intentions. I think he's well intentioned. Sure. I think he's got the right idea. He wants tradition. He wants values. He wants good people in his locker room. He doesn't want felons. He doesn't want criminals. You know, if only he wanted good writers. If only he wanted good <laughs> writers, he'd be great. I, yeah. And I, it's getting better lately, which makes me think all this is writing TV, 
Well, he's off. I was going to say, the best thing that's happened to him is having Nick Aldis and having Mickey James' wife there to help out with the storylines for both the women. Because Nick Aldis is taking time off on TV, but I think he's writing TV. I think that's why he's not on TV, because I think he's writing TV. Um, See, I got to tell you, I like that they put the belt on, and this might get me some heat, but I like Trevor Murdoch. I don't. I've always been a fan of him. I don't necessarily think he's a world champion. But mm-hmm. in a position where you don't really have anyone else other than Nick Aldis, uh, he's not a bad champion. I think the and there, there's a rumor of this that, and before that notepad came out, I don't know if you guys saw this, the rumored opponent from Oxley at full gear was Jay White. That, oh, interesting. That, that was the rumored idea was Jay White and John Moxley. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of Jay White. Uh, I think I Jay White... Jay White's the most underrated wrestler on the planet, and I think there's a period behind that. I know at some point. America in the last year is us getting Jay White back. Yeah. They've teased. Um, <laughs> I know, obviously, maybe uh, travel restrictions could be a problem, but they definitely teased at different points Tanahashi and Moxley. Yeah. Well, I don't think that's going to happen until Mox goes heel. You can't, yeah. you, can't, you can't bring Tanahashi over as the heel. Tanahashi's such a baby face. Yeah. And I think Jay White could be a babyface. I don't think he will be, but I think he could be. Jay White's going to show up in AEW, period. I like him as a heel. I do, too. Uh, I just see Will Ospreay in AEW. I don't think it's going to happen. He's too mm. IWGP. He's too New Japan loyal. He And same with Ibushi. And same with Okada. These guys are so loyal to Japan. Now, Ospreay, Ospreay's a guy I could see going to WWE. Because he goes where the money is. And there's rumors Bia, Bia Priestley's going to go to WWE. And if she goes, he goes. So, Oh, she's under um, NXT UK right now. Oh, is she? she did get, yeah, yeah, she got signed. She's using another name. But yeah, she's so, so I love Bia Priestley. I think Bia Priestley's fantastic. I haven't gotten to see a lot of her work. Is she like a good worker? Or is she better on the mic? She's, uh, she's good, good on the mic, solid in the ring. Also. She she's solid. She uses more of a strong style for women's um, wrestling. So I think sometimes sometimes the matches look a little uncomfortable because not all the women can handle strong style. Remember, right before the pandemic, there was that rumored dream match of her versus Brett. Yeah, and we didn't know it was a dream match at the time, but that was a rumor that that was going to happen. Well, the reason why that's a dream match is because they actually legitimately don't get along. <laughs> So, so, so every time that, so people want that friction inside the actual ring and to see if they're going to, especially with be a strong style and Brit being whatever the fuck style that is. Um, <laughs> Brit's great. I, oh, I like Brit. I just don't know what, how to describe her style. Uh, rip your teeth out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and I like it. That's, uh, she hits hard. She's tough as nails too. She'll take a freaking beating in there. She's had her nose busted, her yeah. arm busted, her freaking. Yeah, she she broke her tough. ribs. I think that's why she's been off TV. I think she shoot broke her ribs. Yeah. I, I don't think anybody doubts how tough um, she is. And I think that's what made it a dream match is they legitimately thought these two people who can't stand each other were going to beat the crap out of each other. Well, apparently <laughs> Styles and Nakamura don't like each other very much. And they got in there at WrestleMania a couple of years ago. Yeah, that's uh, but that goes back to their time in Japan not liking each other. That's a long history. Is that true that they don't like each other? Because I've heard that forever. I've heard it in multiple places. Um, I'm not sure how true it is. I mean, that's locker room um, stories or locker room stories. Uh, 
but the uh, the talk for a long time has been that AJ doesn't get along with anybody. Uh, I think a lot of it has to do with his, um, and I hate to say this, but his Christian background and his not drinking and not wanting to. Really, I think it's the flat Earth stuff. I really think that's flat Earth. No, no, it could be that too. That, that's Danielson actually, busted his ass about that a few times. Well, that's that actually where I'm going next with it. Is a, he's a big um, conspiracy guy who. Yeah, uh, some of his stuff's a little crazy. Are we seeing a um, a push for women in AEW, like a bigger push lately? Uh, I, I mean, don't the think t- so. TBS belt. I, don't I mean, you have the TBS belt come in, and then tonight I noticed uh, we had what uh, Ford and um, Kira Hogan, and then that match Soho sucked. gets involved. Um, I didn't say it was great, thank- but we got the match. But <laughs> yeah, thank you, thank you very much for saying that. That's uh, that match was absolutely god awful. What and, about and I like Kira Hogan. Uh, That's the thing. I like I, Hogan, but the match was bad. Their their timing together was just god awful. I don't know what caused it. the The only good part of that is seeing um, Penelope, Penelope Ford do the Muda Lock. That's really the only um, part of that match. What about Serena Deeb and um, Sheeta getting into it? So I like both of them. Um, oh, absolutely. I thought it. they'd save that for the pay per view. That would have been awesome. I mean, you could. They could still, right? They haven't been booked in a rematch yet, right? And then, that's not for next week, I hope. You talk about someone who's turning heel the right way. Serena Deeb is building the shit out of this. She did a subtle way. I enjoyed that from a few weeks ago where she, like, it, it, it seemed like an automatic. Deeb, Deeb hadn't been on TV much. Oh, she just going to get her 50th win. Nope. Fucking Deeb goes heel, and then she busts the trophy over her head. Which was That's so different. well shot, by the way. That trophy getting busted overhead, they shot it perfectly. It was clearly ring yeah. and break. But it yeah. was. We do uh, so on our show. We do a top five uh, moments of the week, and both of us, I think, had that listed as one of our moments of the week, where that match and that angle was just done fantastic. Let's steal that actually, because I like that idea. Let's do a top five moments of the week from both of these shows. I think number one is Suzuki and Danielson, and I don't think that's close. Well, can you, I was going to say, you're reading our minds because we did a taping earlier today and both of us had that as our number one uh, moment mm-hmm. of the week and it just stole the absolute show. Now, that being uh, said, Bobby Fish and freaking um, Danielson killed it again tonight. So, I got to say, uh, for me too, I just really am enjoying, <clears throat> maybe I'm in the minority, but I'm really enjoying this American top team. In a oh, I love it. Actually. I love yeah. it. And I can't yeah. wait to see Masvidal wrestle. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be great. Oh, yeah, uh, I, I thought I thought the interaction that. tonight was strong. I thought the match last night with Junior was great. Um, so I, I mean, those guys. Van Zant was fantastic. Yeah, I don't know if she's looking to get some wrestling time, but it was interesting. Uh, that her and she's Britt, her and Britt's a match made in hell. But I think, and I think it'd be awful. But I want to see it at the same time. You talk mm-hmm. about bloodshed. That could go very bloody very quickly. That could be ugly, and it could get that way really, really, really fast. Oh, yes. Talk um, about no love lost. Those two have none to lose. I would. I think I would put Paige in there. I mean, if you want in the first match, somebody like a Thunder Rosa. Like, Thunder Rosa can usually get a good match out of anybody, too. So it would be interesting. Um, and she did a little Twitter thing. Somebody on Twitter said something about nobody in AEW is ready to handle Paige Van Sant. And uh, Thunder Rosa said, I'll, st- I'll take that challenge. Thought, okay. yeah, Rosa has uh, fights MMA. Mm-hmm. Uh, She's had one fight anyway. Uh, well, yeah, could, I knew, I'm not they, saying level of Paige Van Zant. I'm just saying. Could they justify her. Van Zant and Baker for the title right away? Could they justify that? Oh yeah, we can figure that out. But um, 
It'd be interesting. Um, I don't I think you can do it on a pay-per-view. Let me get that out of the way. I don't think you can do that on a pay-per-view. Not with, and especially because they're both mega heels right now. I don't think they're going to do it right now. Maybe not right away, but you know what? If you gave Van Zandt, if you built her, I mean, that could be big you, box you, office you for turn, People want to cheer for Britt Baker. You could turn Britt Baker face like mm-hmm. that. They could have turned her tonight, and I don't think anybody would have complained. That, that's what I'm saying. There's a Britt Baker, the way people want to cheer for her with that freaking DMD or whatever the hell she does. Um, people people want to cheer for her. Uh, is Anna Jay the most over-wrestler that never gets on television, by the way? Oh, absolutely. And I don't know how much of it is because of her coming back from the shoulder surgery. but she, No, she, she was over before. Oh, she was incredibly over before. It looked like she was heading for a run before. She is heading for a run. I think she's going to win the title, like, soon. Yeah, I like her, and I like Ty Conte with her. I don't think uh, they're sticking them together. I I think Anna's going heel. Anna's got heel written all over her. I think she's going to be a heel. That's where her facial expressions would really pay off. You make her a heel and give her that smart aleck um, look that she gives to people as a heel, I think she'd be over like crazy as a heel. And you give her the belt? Imagine her Absolutely. with the belt. If they if they don't put this belt on her, they might put the TBS championship on her. Either Pe- way, she needs some kind of gold. Uh, because here's the thing. Her versus Conti would be box office draw. They they could put them in the finals of the TB- TBS championship and have Anna Jay turn on Ty Conte. Low blower. They seem, they seem to be uh, intent on pushing Jay Cargill, too, though. Oh. Which I'm not... A big fan of, but you know, she got a look, but I, I, I really enjoyed her in-ring. I, I know she looks like Shaq, and that's fine, but she freaking can't wrestle to save her life, so I, I can't stand her. I, She's getting better. Uh, I would just like to see her actually be able to work before she gets on there, and I know why she's on. It's fine. I know she's she's got an incredible look to her. She's drawing um, ratings. That's the thing. That's why she keeps getting on TV. She's drawing money. Yeah, I get it. I do. That's the, I wish I didn't. I wish I didn't get it. I think her and Rosa could be the finals. Yeah. Of the TBS tournament, I should say. Yeah, the only if problem so. is if they put her over Thunder Rosa, <laughs> I'm going to post something at my TV. <laughs> uh, Rosa and Britt, I do think that is still the best match uh, as far as the women go in AEW and maybe the men. I'd have to think, but it's definitely uh, What's up there. your guys' match of the year before we wrap up here? What's your guys' match of the year so far? Oh. Hmm, that should be you. Very good. Mine, uh, mine is, and this is going to get me some heat, I know. I think, and this isn't my match of the year, but I think it's an underrated match. Roman and Ray on that SmackDown Hell in a Cell. That's a good one. I'm glad you picked that. I, that would have picked that, but that's good. That was a great match. That, it wasn't my was match of the year. Field. It's not match of the year or anything, but I think it's the mm-hmm. most underrated match because nobody talks about it anymore. But those guys went in there and kick the shit out of each other uh, i mean those dragon off walter matches were great from next uk if you got to see the uh, first one yeah that was one i really enjoyed uh <laughs> you literally stole my freaking uh, ace austin versus chris bay anytime they get in the ring oh mm-hmm. that's a good one too he stole mine though i was told yeah uh, is ace austin the future of wrestling or am i nuts uh he's he's as good as he's anybody good. else yeah, he's got potential. The guy 
He can talk on the mic. He's a lot younger than Josh Alexander, who's also one of the future of wrestling over there in Impact. I don't think Ace stays in Impact. That's the thing. I think Ace could go. I think Ace could go literally anywhere and draw a billion dollars and easy. Well, the thing is, he could easily be another CM Punk. Yeah. He's got the look for it. He's got the ability for it. He's got the mic skills for it. I agree with you 100%. Ace Austin um, could be that next superstar if given the right platform. And Impact is not it. No, it is not. Unfortunately, it's not the right platform for anybody at this time. Uh, He's a bigger place to shine. Is... Should, he should have beat Christian. I think. I think that would have been the right move. Is then because then you have Ace versus Josh Alexander at Bound for Glory. But I like what they're setting up right now, and I'm going to be honest with you. I think that they're going to make Josh Alexander here by putting him over Christian, and then I think Ace Austin's going to take the belt off Josh Alexander. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I could totally but see that. Can, Maybe by the can end they of the year. do that though? Because Ace Austin is Ace Austin is Teflon at this point in Impact because that crowd loves him. They absolutely, they absolutely can because Josh Alexander is also beloved there, and I think that if you have him come out there and just destroy him with Madman Fulton and mm-hmm. do it the, and do him the wrong way, I think you can make Ace Austin into that heel, and you can make him into that heel that steals the belt. And he's in that Gauntlet Battle Royal too. Uh, well, they just had the Battle Royal, so yeah, yeah. it was a Gauntlet match they're doing now. I'm forgetting yeah. that yeah, they had the seeds, yeah. So, yeah. Hey guys, my Zoom's freaking out again. Let's take one more break. It's telling me less than one minute. So let's take one more break. I'm going to keep it as the same link, but I'm just going to restart it. So everybody's just going to have to leave and come back. I apologize for the tech difficulty. Just leave? Not a problem. We'll be right back. Okay, one more time, we're back. I don't know how long we're going to be here for. We might have to do that again. Who fucking knows? <laughs> Dave, you were just telling us you hate Bianca Belair and Sasha. That was, I was saying, that was one of my favorite matches of the year as well. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. I sorry, think that is sorry. match of the year. I think that should be match of the year inside of WWE's little... It was just so emotional, and I just thought they did a great job. And it's funny, because Belair, similar at the Rumble, too, when she cut the promo thanking her parents and her husband... It was like, it just feels real. And when they let her go in those big moments, she has a realness to her that I really like. If, she, if she's acting in those moments, then she needs a freaking Academy Award. <laughs> right, right, yeah. That, that is the most genuine emotion that I have seen from anybody in and years. And people want to shit on Sasha Claire. Banks and call her an emotionless shell or whatever, but she was crying at WrestleMania. Dude, oh, I was absolutely. so happy that they put her over last night uh, in Becky. I got to watch that this morning, at least. Um, and I'm thinking maybe, just maybe, Sasha will get that title and keep it on SmackDown. No, Dave, Bel-Air. that would make sense. Dave, that would make sense. They're not going to do that. <laughs> That's just You can't thought. use logic when you're talking about <laughs> WWE. AJ has taught you that, I hope. 
<laughs> I have been trying for a very long I'm time. I'm an optimist. I am an optimist. So, you know, I always hope. <laughs> well, Dave also still watches NXT every week, hoping that it's going to be good. Whereas I'm sitting there going. I watch that with hours. different eyes now. That's now become a local independent to me. And I just <laughs> look for like, oh, hey, maybe this guy makes it big. Oh, you hey, it's Harland. That. Oh, hey, it's Harland, yeah. a.k.a. Brock yeah, I, I just keep I keep reflecting back to sitting in Brooklyn for the um, takeover and watching those matches, and I reflect back to that and go, what have you done, Vince? What mm. have you have done you to done? my company, you fuck? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, NXT was like the highlight. All those pay-per-view weekends, NXT would steal the fucking show. I think Vince you know. just got sick of it. Vince is like, these fucking indie guys fucking up my shows. God damn it, pal. Yeah, let's I, put him against AEW. AEW wins. The moment they lost in the ratings to AEW uh, on Wednesday nights and had to move it to Tuesday night, Vince was like, all right. I'm I have my sorry, own conspiracy Hunter, theory. Vince that. knew that was going to happen. Vince knew they were going to lose. He did that he on purpose. To. I he said it too, to. because you're basically dividing up the same audience, except yeah. for NXT is kind of almost tainted with that WWE stank when you start doing that with the independents, because Ultimately, you want to root for this other side because they're truly different. And I don't know. I just think it was a bad move. And then also, too, AEW really started cooking. Um, there was Early like a 2020. Yeah, there was a break in between for the, week, the holidays. And, yeah, and they were just on fire, never looked back. Then the pandemic happened where everybody had to slow down a bit, but AEW just handled it a lot better. But here's the thing. NXT was not built as a two-hour show. It was built as a one-hour show. Right. And when they stretched it to two hours, and that's what they did, they just pulled on it and pulled it to two hours. And the only reason it worked at two hours was because you had Adam Cole, you had Finn Balor, Ciampa came back from his injury at the right time. Gargano was there still as a babyface at that moment. You had Keith Lee, uh, Dajakovic, um there were so many guys too that they were kind of, you know, bringing up at the same time. But then, but then they, they turned Gargano plucked. heel. I think the real turning point for that whole thing and the whole ship going down and the whole everything burning to the ground was Gargano going heel. Yeah, you took your biggest baby face and said, you know what, screw this. I don't care what the fans think. He's going heel. If you go back a couple of years ago too, Triple H was the one who said that Johnny Gargano was one of the last true white meat baby faces. That was during that Chompa feud. Well. So that works out. Is, is Triple H about to become all elite? Because I think there's a real chance of that. <laughs> I heard uh, Gargano's contract's coming up, though. I think he stays. They got a baby on the way, dude. Like, yeah. He's sticking around. We'll see. I don't know. I mean, and I think Candace is too. Well, that, I think, we're, yeah, I think they'll go somewhere together. But Candace I'm, would be welcome in AEW, too, I'm, I'm sure. Surprised, I'm surprised Candace didn't actually wrestle up until the ninth month. <laughs> I think Candace goes to the main roster when she comes back. Because I think she fits on the main roster. You talk about a female wrestler who absolutely loves the business and is willing to give everything to this business. Candace LeRae is that wrestler. Hey, what about people being misused? What about Tony Storm? I, when I, okay. Funny story about Tony Storm. I saw her on an indie show. I can't remember. It had to be Rev Pro or something. It was something in the UK. It had to be Rev Pro because that's where she was. And she was wrestling somebody, and I saw her, and I'm like, God damn, this girl is good. Because mm-hmm. she was good then, 
and she's yeah. good now. And then I saw her on NXT UK, and I'm like, okay, you know, there's something to this. Oh, she, yeah. And then she gets to mainline NXT. They never put the belt on her, which was a mistake. Because mm-hmm. she should have been the one to beat Io Shirai. Absolutely. Yeah. Raquel has done a good job with the belt. Let me not. Let's not knock Raquel Gonzalez here because she is yeah. fantastic. Oh, I'm not. Yeah, nobody's knocking Raquel Gonzalez. So especially with uh, as little time as she's had in the business, she looks absolutely fantastic. Uh, Mercedes Martinez would have been a better champion than her. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, Mar- so little story about uh, Mercedes Martinez, where um, she's a little bit younger than I am, but I can remember her in wrestling in Yankee Pro Wrestling, when because she's from the Waterbury, Connecticut area, and I can remember her wrestling in Yankee Pro Wrestling when I was working there when she was just a young kid. Was she good then, like she is now? She was. She and she had the height then, and she had size, but at that point, she was still coming into her own, trying to get used to being about almost six feet tall as a woman and trying to get the coordination down. And women's wrestling was not booked as well back then. No, too, she spent obviously. most of her time wrestling somebody named Brandy Alexander, who was an old-time uh, women's wrestler. Speaking of Brandy's, Brandy Lauren has done a great job since getting to Impact. Yeah, she's doing the oh, whole uh, the dead gimmick there with Sue Young and... Um, Rosemary. Yeah, Rosemary. Uh, who's the other one, too? Rosemary is somebody too. who I could see getting over in AEW. Not with that gimmick, but just in general because she's a good worker. Mm-hmm. Impact just made a good signing. You talk about women's wrestling; they made a good signing um, by getting what is it? Yeah, they're yeah. calling. I think they're going to call it the illustrious one, but it's uh, Billy Kay and Peyton Royce. They allu- the uh, um the I- they the, were the iconics. The, yes, the uh the, the the inspiration. That's what they're called. Inspiration. inspiration. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Um, that's all right. Earlier he called them illusionists, so that's even the illusionists. Yeah, they were magicians. Earlier. Funny story about the inspiration. Two very nice ladies. They are very nice. I met them once through Rob because Rob Hockman works with them. I met them very briefly for a moment because I was editing something for Rob with them. And I talked to them for about two seconds. They're very nice. Just the kindest people. Hmm. Well, you got Sean Spears is married to what? Casey or Cassie. Yeah. And I've heard Sean Spears is nothing but just the kindest, nicest guy. Canadian. I mean, mm-hmm. that's how it is. That's- yeah, he's a real nice guy from there, too. Uh, I did see an interview. I want to say it was um, the Sunday Night's Main Event podcast I was going to do. I saw this interview, and I'm like, oh, cool, what's this? And they got really mad at him because he totally kayfabed. He would not break kayfabe, and the guy was so pissed. Well, but he loves the business. That's why. what it is. He it's won't insane. do it. Dude, I got no problem. You want to come on the show, and you want to be do kayfabe, and that's who you are? Fucking hey, let's go down that path. We can do this. Dave, are you still with us? I think we lost Dave. Oh, no, he's back. Oh, I'm back. Yeah, I was out for a second. Oh, well. He, he falls asleep sometimes. It's fine. Sean <laughs> Spears breaking kayfabe. That's what I was saying, but I don't know. But Sean Spears doesn't want to break kayfabe, I don't think. I think he's mm-hmm. fine. Let him stay in kayfabe. Dude, because that's, I don't understand why people have to have to me, one of the biggest problems we have in wrestling is so is how much we want people to break kayfabe. To me, the fun of it is when the illusion happens and you get caught up in the moment and you it blurs the line. That That's when the magic happens. Well, that's why Cena worked so well for so long because he wasn't kayfabing a lot of the time. Exactly. And when you blur, like I said, when you blur that line, that's when people start to not know what to believe or what to believe. 
I can tell you, I worked matches in um, Southern Alabama where there were little old ladies in the front row that would hit you with batteries and stuff of that mm-hmm. nature because there was no line of um, to blur for them. If you were the bad guy, they hated you and you were beating up their favorite. They wanted to hit you with their umbrella, a shoe, a battery. And for, and for as bad as the show was, SummerSlam was awful this year. Let's just get that out of the way. SummerSlam was a terrible show. It was horrible. Mm-hmm. I think it was the worst pay-per-view I've seen in a long time from any company. Absolutely. And I didn't like Impact's pay-per-view that they had where it was Swan and Omega. I didn't like that show as a whole. Right. I liked that match. I didn't like that show as a whole. I thought that was one of Impact's weaker shows. Um, yeah, it was. And I like Impact a lot, but they don't know how to book pay-per-views for shit. Well, they're the opposite of AEW. They're great at booking and building to their TV show every week, but they're horrible at booking towards their um, pay-per-views. pay-per-views. Yeah. Swan got blown up in that match, too, I remember. Yeah, about 15 minutes in. Yeah. But Omega's just like, fuck you. I'm carrying you for the next 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. I don't care. Omega had a a good match with Callahan when they had a great kind of wild Speaking of getting blown up, I think Callahan got blown up about eight minutes into that match. He did. The problem is, is when has anybody on Impact wrestled longer than 15 minutes? With the exception of Callahan on the Indies, nobody. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah, uh, not a lot of people yeah, at Impact could keep up with Omega. That is true. It was Christian. They had to get the belt off of him, and they did that on uh, Ramp. But they yeah, only did the, that because Christian has that history with Impact. Yeah, right. The only two who might have a shot at it is just because of their conditioning is the people we talked about already, Ace Austin and Josh Alexander. And, and they had to change booking, too, because that was going to be Hangman Page originally with Omega. And that's when Hangman took a you know, leave of absence. Yeah, and they went with Kristen, and they wanted to get Kristen some, Kristen some momentum. So let's put the impact belt on him. But no, the plan, Christian, as far on? as I knew, was always for Christian to beat Omega for that impact belt. Interesting. It was because Christian was originally going to align with Hangman and be a part of that whole Dark Order mess. Yeah. Along with Jurassic Express, because keep in mind they've always teased aligning Jurassic with Dark Order. They tease oh, it yeah. religiously. So that was originally going to happen, and then Christian was going to beat him for the Impact belt, and Hangman was going to beat him for the fucking, what's it called, the AEW belt. Because Christian always wanted to go back to Impact, and I think if AEW wasn't around, that's probably where he would have gone. Yeah, he's the only guy I can think of this year. He's been in the Royal Rumble, AEW, and Impact pay-per-view. I thought uh, Christian had a good match with Brian Myers, though. I thought that was an underrated match. Yeah, it was good. That was probably one of Brian Myers' best matches of his career. How was the match with Ace Austin? I did not get to catch that one with Christian. Uh, Austin, once again, looked really good. He did a good job of keeping up with Cage. Um, And the two of them actually had a very good story that they told throughout. And obviously, um, in the future, we'd like to see Ace Austin go over. But it was a good match. I think Ace Austin is a guy who I would have put the Impact World title on twice already, probably, if I was booking that company. <laughs> I would have the belt on him. It's coming. Uh, I, it won't be long. Uh, Deanna Palazzo. I, let's talk about... We were talking about women's wrestling. Excellent. Let's talk about Deanna for a minute. Is that the excellent. best job Impact has ever done at booking anybody ever? Yeah, I mean, they've done a really good job with her. Um, it's funny. I, I consider that one of the few mistakes the old NXT made. Like, her you know, they yeah, letting her go in that easy potential. up with people. Tony Storm and Deanna Parazza are the two biggest screw-ups that they've had. When Anti-Conti. 
Yeah, Ty Conte too. Yeah. Ty Conte though, I will say this. She's made a lot of good strides even after the fact. She was starting to get better. And I thought, oh, that's always weird. They let her go when she was starting to get better. But now she's just continued to progress. I think it is what it is is they weren't is she wasn't built for that system. And they uh, wanted yeah. her to wrestle in a certain way. Yeah, she's definitely not built for it. Her um I think her jujitsu style kind of worked against her. That's uh, where I think it works a lot better on AEW. Uh I don't think I don't think Conti would have worked in WWE. I think no. Deanna would have. Deanna would have She'd have been that fifth horsewoman, but Deanna Parazza could work anywhere. That's the, her style. Really, her match with Molina. Yeah. Her match with Molina was even really good. Yeah, and I yeah, expected good. nothing from that. Yeah, and, fantastic. Molina, yeah, because Molina hasn't delivered anything in ten years. Molina has never been a good worker, but even Deanna no. even pulled a Deanna pulled a match out of her that I didn't think Molina had in her. Like no. The storyline stuff they're doing with Mickey James has been great too. I cannot they wait for Bound for Glory. That is going. That is a clash of two. And I said this to my friend JJ Arwood. That is a clash of now two Impact icons. Oh, absolutely. Impact legends. And don't fool yourself, folks. Deanna Perazzo is an Impact legend. All right. Absolutely. And she's got the Triple uh, A belt too, right? And people want to say, "Oh, Perazzo's not a legend yet. She's not all-time Impact, dude. She's the longest reigning Knockouts champion ever, ever." Ever, yeah. I think she's had the longer reign than any world champion, even. And, and like Dave said, she's got two belts right now. She is the AAA Women's mm-hmm. Champion and the Impact Women's Champion at the same time. Interesting that FTR is the AAA Tag Team Champs after the night too. Yeah, uh, dude, how awesome is it that Tully Blanchard still managed to come down with a matching shirt to their uh... frogs? <laughs> Tully's great, but yeah. Tully's- Let's talk about Deanna's run for a second, because it's been something to look at. Yeah, please. I don't think she's lost since she's got there. Mm. Nope. They they clearly had a plan for her the second she got she walked in the door. The plan was she's gonna walk in there, she's gonna beat everybody, and she's just gonna win. And the thing is she is one of the best technical wrestlers on the planet. And I'm not saying she's one of the best women's technical wrestlers. She's literally one of the best technical oh, wrestlers. Yeah, when you look at the women's champion in all rosters, both brands on WWE, even Britt, who I love, all of them bring something to the table, great on the mic, good in the ring. But I think Perrazzo, bell to bell, is the best in the ring. Right Deanna's now. great on the mic, though. That's her. She's good. She is. But she I mean, does Mickey well. beat her? Does Mickey beat her? That's my. I don't think so. I don't. She shouldn't. I don't think. I think. Or is Mickey Perrazzo there to give her the rub? <laughs> I think Mickey... she's there to give her the rub. Perazzo's going to keep going over. I don't know who who's ready to get that belt offer right now in that company. Do you though. send That's Anna to Impact? That's my question. Do you send Anna to Impact to end that? Man, Ben's ready to put the uh, Impact and AEW <laughs> Watch, watch Anna. out. Anna takes watch, over the world, watch baby. Out Charlotte. <laughs> I, I'm just a big Anna J, Mark. I'm a big t- I'm I can a, tell. I'm, an, I'm a right, women's though. wrestling, Mark, and I think she's mm-hmm. good for women's wrestling. That's why. She's got a great look. She's good in the ring. Um, I actually like the idea of sending her to Impact. Actually, I think that is a good idea. Because, I mean, she could definitely do something with that. And and I'm not ready to put the still... AEW women's title on her, by the way. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm ready for her to get an opportunity. I'm not oh, ready absolutely. to put the belt on her. I yeah. think her and Impact, yeah. I think she needs to win that Impact belt to legitimize herself fully. Yeah. 
you've got the right guests on being a women's <clears throat> fan because we're actually women's wrestling fans also. I, I watch Shimmer. I watch. Um, I saw is Tony Shimmer Star worth getting into? Because I've always considered it. Yeah, Shimmer is fantastic. I'm looking forward to uh, the new WOW that's coming out, the Women of Wrestling. The fact that you're going to have AJ actually as. That was uh, a bumpy launch, though. Yeah, definitely a bumpy launch. But think about the amount of money that you've got going into it with um, Jeannie Boss. I wouldn't have signed Tessa. I wouldn't have done it. No, Tessa, ooh. That was a mistake. But you talk about someone who's talented. Tessa Blanchard is definitely She's talented. nuclear. She's nuclear. Yeah. She's got the heat. <laughs> yeah, she, she, and the problem is, the issue is uh, they're trying to book her as a baby face right off the jump, and it's not going to work. Yeah. <laughs> well, you talk about someone who's a natural heel. She's just like her dad. People want to dislike her. She can't even get into AEW right now. Think about that. Her dad. She has an easy in with AEW, and she can't even get in there. Yeah. AW I'm surprised work. WWE hasn't hired her, though. WWE usually doesn't care about that stuff, but that but should tell rubbed, you something, too. But, but from what I understand, she rubbed people the wrong way when she came to the freaking May Young Classic, also. Right. Well, apparently, she also showed up, like, unpermitted to the Performance Center after her and Ricochet broke up. Yeah. Ah, uh, well, that would cause a problem. Yeah. And that's apparently yeah. part of the reason why WWE didn't want her. Yeah, Ricochet does date great athletes, though. He yeah. Just, yeah, Casey Canzaro, Tessa Blanchard. Yeah. Uh, who else? I don't, I don't know. I don't know, but if her and Casey ended up having a kid, I mean, that would be the most athletic kid ever. Yeah, her Catanzaro <laughs> freaking can climb up the freaking side of a ring post for Christ's sakes. I think Canzaro's underrated. I think she can work. Yeah, I think she's great. Bring something different to the table. She kind of reminds me of like a female Rey Mysterio almost potentially. Female yeah, Ricochet, absolutely. that's what she is. Yeah, true. Because <laughs> uh, Ricochet trained her. Uh, big <laughs> surprise there. Ricochet trained her. I, mm. I'm not going to lie about that. Ricochet trained her. Could, uh, yes. talk, talk, talk about another person who's underused. The WWE doesn't know what to do with Ricochet. Right. I, I right, think that's right, pretty right. basic. I think that's pretty simple. How hard is it to figure out what to do with Ricochet? He's, he's freaking Superman, for Christ's sakes. How do you mm-hmm. not know what to do with him? It's insane. Heyman knew what to do with him. Heyman knew exactly what to do. And he yeah, well, Heyman's always been yeah. Heyman's always been good at booking those guys, but you know, flyers. And... Not only that, but Ricochet came into the WWE off of that hot. What was it? Um, freaking um, match that he had with uh, Will freaking um, Osprey. Osprey. Yeah, Osprey. So they had that killer match there, the one that got, drew the ire apparently of Vader. But let's not forget, he was booked okay in NXT. They had the North American Bell on for a while. He had some great matches. Him and Black were, I think, runners up in that Dusty Cup as well. Yeah, maybe one. Great team. And, um, and Alistair, to his credit, Malachi Black put Ricochet over like crazy after he left the company. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's uh, but you talk about someone who's got a, a future that is en- endless. Also, uh, Malachi Black looks absolutely amazing right now. Though, other than the fact that he keeps having to wrestle Cody, he's being booked great. Are they yeah, have a good match? Because I don't think either of their two matches have lived up to the hype at all. Well, the first one was a squash, um, and I thought that, that was, was the better was, of the two matches. The right thing to do. <laughs> yeah, I, I would have stopped after the squash. I would have stopped after the squash. Well, I think, again, and, you know, okay, so, again, if you're going to do a storyline feud here where Cody comes back, again, I thought we built to this too soon. And I don't think they I, could touch each other for six months. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think, that, it, yeah. 
I don't think they should touch each other for six months. So I have a question. Since you're doing Malachi and Cody three at the paper at the next week, what are you doing with Cody at the pay-per-view? What are you doing with Black at the pay-per-view at this point? Black's going to be in the tournament. No, he's not. No, he's not. Oh, no, he's not in the tournament. Oh, Christ. I'm sorry. My bad. No. I don't know what you're doing with him. What are you what are you doing there? Oh, maybe something. Oh, here we go. Cody, Cody Rhodes and Malachi Black four at the pay per view. Match number four. Uh, I will bang my head against the wall. Is this going to be a best of seven? This is going to be the worst best of seven of all time. I this say is... Black beats him next week, and then Cody's going to put his career on the line, and that's yeah. when Cody finally beat him. Career on the line in a cage. And I hope Cody's... it's not in a cage. Can I tell you guys a story about this venue they're doing the fucking pay-per-view at? And I'm going to rant here for a second, please, so forgive me. Please. I hate this fucking venue. I hate the Target Center with a fiery passion. I hate it more than AJ hates Crown Vanilla. <laughs> I, 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 I hate the Target Center. I was at the Elimination Chamber at the Target Center. Do you know what you can see when they put a cage down or a chamber or fucking anything down at the Target Center? Do you know what you can see no matter where you're sitting at the Target Center when they put a cage on? You can see fragments of people. Oh. Oh, Jesus. It's one of those deals. (laughs) Maybe you'll get lucky and they'll they'll do a Punjabi cage match. Jesus Christ. I will stand up and walk out of the building. (laughs) Kali is the special referee. It'll be great. Are you trying to make AEW bad? <laughs> Do you want to ruin this company? I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to Vince McMahon it. Don't do that. Uh, I'm looking at this tournament now too. Like we talked about before, Brian Danielson Moxley definitely looks like the finals. But I'm quite kind of interested because it almost looks like we're booking Danielson as a heel too. He's facing Dustin Rhodes in the opening match. That's what I'm saying. Could they be booking for and Archer? Eddie, Eddie Kingston in the second match. Here's another chance to build him even more as a heel. I think Archer's yeah. the underdog. I think Archer's the underdog that could win it. I like Lance Archer. To me, that's another guy who's got all the tools to be dominant in wrestling, and hopefully somebody eventually figures that out. Where's Brian Cage? Uh, uh, he lost that match last week, right? Uh, yeah, last week uh, on Rampage. What are to, we doing? Uh, Starks. <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah, and uh, like somebody who made a thing of like the few wrestlers you might see that might leave AEW, and I don't know if Cage can pass a wellness test, but yeah, he's definitely. If you talk about guys that AEW got booked, you know, like what's going on, Brian Cage would probably be that top of guy, right? So would, and this is a female, but so would uh, so would Sheeta to some level. I know she had that year run with the belt, but since then. Since then, not so much. Yeah, there hasn't been much of a follow-up. Um, I think she got hurt. I now. think that was the deal. I think she got hurt, and I didn't disclose it. I, but, I mean, me. what have we ever done with Cage? Other than put the FTW belt on him that Taz has awarded him, and then he lost it. not anything since 2000 on a guy, uh, that, which means shit. Uh, Tully with FTR, to me, means more than Taz with anybody. Yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, Taz is better on commentary than he is as a freaking manager by far. Can we replace Jim Ross with Taz? Is that an option? Oh, that would be awesome. Uh, uh, and we're JR fans. Don't get me wrong. From well, back day, we we're old school. Yeah, I mean, I grew up 
listen to Jim and WCW and everything too. But uh, Jim's had better days. Let's not get ourselves. Listen, um, when I was twelve, I was watching WCW and I would fall asleep with Jim Ross calling World Championship Wrestling. So, like, I like Jim Ross as much as anybody. Yeah, he's just starting to sound like a rambling fool. Shivani hasn't lost a step. I would say Shivani's actually gotten better since. I was going to say Shivani's well, gotten better since the old dying days at WCW. But that was not passion yeah. again. When you find yeah. your passion for something, you become fired up and you want to do it. I like Jim in those sit-down interview roles, though. Uh, Renee Paquette is headed to AEW. Can we just can we get it out of out of the way? Renee Paquette. I hope so. Is and I think she's the natural replacement for Jr. I think Renee is the natural out with the old and with the new for Jr. You talk about somebody who got screwed over. She was absolutely. I thought she did a great job on Raw. And when Vince was wasn't out. yelling at her. Exactly, and Vince just completely screwed that up again. Uh, I think she's great. I think her podcast is probably one of the best, and this isn't to bury us. Uh, she's the best wrestling podcast on the planet. Oh, no, she's excellent, yeah. Oh, no, she does a great job. She's got a real charm about her, yeah. And can she's we get this so out engaging. of the way? Don't give me this crap about, oh, she's not better than Meltzer. Yes, she is. Shut up. She's better than Meltzer. Meltzer's a piece of shit. Renee Paquette... Okay, let's get this out of the way. If you brought Renee in as a heel manager for Moxley, she'd be a great heel. She can be an oh. announcer. She can mm. be a heel manager. She can be a babyface manager. She can do whatever the hell it is you want her to do. If you put Dave okay, Meltzer as a her? fucking manager with anybody, do you know what this guy would do? He would drown <laughs> in his own uh, piss. By, by the way, we met her at um, Dodd Stadium also, and... Uh, are more attractive in person than she is on TV. I've heard she's the nicest human being. She was super nice sweet. That's uh... uh I'm going to full gear and I I uh my friend is staying at a hotel very close to the venue. I have suspicions that he might be staying at the same hotel as the wrestlers by accident. Oh, that's oh, funny. funny. Yeah. Because AEW, they're really smart about how they book their travel. Yeah. Their wrestlers stay at different hotels. They stay at like two or three different hotels. Which is smart. Uh it actually makes it cheaper if you do that. People yeah. people don't realize that, but that's actually cheaper than staying at one for everybody. Yeah, it, it becomes much more expensive if you try to book all the rooms in the same hotel. But if you do two yeah. hotels and you're only doing a quarter of the rooms at each, guess what? Yeah. Because not everybody's going to go to Minneapolis for that pay-per-view. Let's talk about the pay-per-view for a minute. They are hyping this location up more than any other. They are hyping Minneapolis like crazy, especially this week. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. trying to think, is there some people from Minnesota not under contract right now? Or? Dante Martin. Hmm. Dante, Dante Martin. Martin. Uh, Bray Wyatt's actually from Minnesota. Bray Wyatt is actually <laughs> from Minnesota. So. Bray yeah, I'll his contract. What, the way they're hyping up this location, when they sell out and people get to see this Punjabi cage match, it is going to be. <laughs> oh my goodness! They are hyping up. Have they ever hyped up a location as much as they've hyped up this thing for Full Gear? No, I don't think. Uh, they have. Vegas, well, maybe. Yeah, I mean Miami. Miami, when they were going back on the road. No, they didn't even oh, hype right. up. They didn't even hype yeah. up Chicago this much. Hmm. Yeah, but Chicago sold out so fast, I don't even think it was important to hype it up. But they're hyping Minneapolis like it's the second coming of Jesus Christ himself, and he's about to walk down and just 
step foot in the ring or something. And, and if they get Bray Wyatt, that might be the case. <laughs> no kidding. How, so if they're hyping this location this much, one Joe Hennig might show up, right? Mm. Kurt Hennig's son. Yeah. Uh, we're almost guaranteed a stupid Tony Khan promo about Minnesota. Yeah. Uh, what else are we almost guaranteed? Uh, Bray Wyatt is going to hang from the rafters and like, <laughs> choke somebody out as part of the Punjabi prison match or something. I don't know. <laughs> AJ, did we just book a Punjabi prison match by accident? We did. That's a, It's going to be phenomenal. I, I, I can't wait. That's the Cody Rhodes uh, Malachi Black 4, which we're all looking forward to also. And um, it's going to be in a Punjabi cage match. I look Maybe Sean Watman will show up. I'm just looking at now. Yeah, like he's from Minnesota. The big thing that will happen that night is that is um, Adam uh, freaking um, winning the world title there. So. Bischoff is going to full gear. I guarantee it. Oh, absolutely. He's a Minnesota mark. That's what Bischoff is. People don't realize that about Bischoff, but he's a total mark for the state of Minnesota. Now, he grew up on AWA wrestling out of Minnesota. But he's a total mark for Minnesota. That's all yeah, he is. He'll, oh, he absolutely is. He'll be actually sitting at the Mall of America eating some Hulk Hogan spaghetti and watching it on the big screen. Which is just rebranded SpaghettiOs. That's the secret of it all. Yeah, Pasta Mania, baby. Pasta Mania. Guys, I, I don't know how to feel about this. I'm going to this pay-per-view, and it makes me nervous that they're hyping the location this much. Uh, could be good things for you. Yeah. Like... It's a loud. I wonder if it's because they know it's going to be a loud crowd. Because when when those lights go out and all of a sudden you see all those fireflies come out. Oh boy! Well, here's <laughs> the thing: Minnesota is a historically hot wrestling crowd. Oh, absolutely! It's one of those that's up there with Chicago and LA in terms of things we should talk about in terms of just red hot. Because some of those, yeah. Because remember, Chamber 14 was that not the hottest crowd of 2014 outside of the Superdome? Yeah. Uh, um... The highest crowd. Yeah, Minnesota, Chicago, LA. Uh, some of the Canadian crowds are really hot too. Uh, Toronto. Toronto. Winnipeg. Uh, Calgary. Winnipeg yeah. is extremely Winnipeg's hot. Winnipeg's actually huge. Yeah, uh, go back uh, in the history too. Uh, I don't know about currently, but Calgary, that Canadian Stampede yeah. pay per view, what WWE did back in the late 90s, I want to say. The it, was, one? it was the Hearts versus like yeah. Austin. Uh, I think the Legion of Doom and Dustin Rhodes and uh, Ken Shamrock, I want to say, but it was a 10-man tag, and it sounded like the building was just literally shaking, like the earth was moving. Is the building going to shake when Hangman wins the belt? Yes, absolutely. Will I be able to feel it underneath my feet? You will feel the earth move under your feet. (laughs) You will feel the earth move. Uh, Under your feet. I feel the stuff. uh, yeah, another place in Canada that's always interesting is Montreal because Montreal is like bizarro world. Well, it you is bizarro world. Minnesota's kind of bizarro world, though, too. Oh, yeah, they cheer for who they want. They don't care. They don't care. Yeah, they don't care about their storylines. Don't care about. They're going to cheer for who the hell they want, and that's all that matters. Guys, as our final thing here, and I want to branch off AJ's point five cities that don't give a fuck what you say, they're going to cheer for who they want. Go. Philadelphia. Uh, Philadelphia. Yeah. Chicago. Uh, New York, uh, Minneapolis, Philadelphia, and, uh, New York, Chicago. I'm going to agree with that. You said Minneapolis. Uh, believe it or not, uh, Houston can be like that. Um, yeah, I'll just go with Atlanta, it. I'll, I'll piggyback Houston, off you. 
But I'll say the top three are definitely Philly, New York, Chicago, and um, pick some Canadian crowds out there. Um, uh, Calgary and Toronto. What about Atlanta? Atlanta doesn't give a flying fuck. Yeah. Now, That's what I'm saying. That's uh... Now, here's my five, and it's very definitive. Montreal, because I don't care. Yep. Chicago doesn't care. Absolutely not. Dallas gives no shits. No. Dallas, interesting. Unless That's you're true. a Von Eric, and then they give all kinds of shits. Uh, Dallas is actually a historically quiet crowd, too, which is it's weird. They just sit on their hands. They'll be quiet the whole freaking time, and you don't know what's happening. Unless Marshall and Ross Von Eric show up, and then they then you got a shot. Uh, <laughs> L.A. doesn't yeah, I care. L.A. doesn't care. No. And this is going to be kind of controversial. Tokyo, Tokyo doesn't oh. care. Oh yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, because it's historical. Tokyo gets a bad rap because of how respectful the Japanese culture is. They will sit there on their hands, not necessarily because they don't care. <laughs> But because, but almost that respect factor where almost no, but they'll cheer it. who they want. That's what I meant when I said that. Oh, yeah. Oh, they yeah. cheer Jay White. Jay White's a massive mm-hmm. heel and they cheer him. Like, oh, yeah. Come on. They cheer, they cheer for whoever's hitting the hardest. They cheer for whoever's trying to kill a whoever. Yeah. They, the, the, the Japanese crowd for years, their favorite wrestlers were Stan Hansen, Vader, um, before he passed away. Um, uh, Osprey enough. now. Yeah. They love Osprey. Even now, over there. They still do the same thing. And now it's 40 years later and they're still the same crowd. It's so weird to me. Those yeah, bizarro yeah. world crowds are always the most fun for television, though. Oh, I agree 100%. Bizarro. It's also it's... a fun crowd to be in. We, uh, another fun crowd that we were in is we were at Brooklyn for NXT. Uh, that Brooklyn. Uh, where is it bizarro Nets... world or is it fun? It's a fun crowd, but it is a little bizarre world because you don't know what you're going to get. Even halfway through a match, they'll be they'll change who they're cheering for. They'll they'll start off the match cheering for someone, but because the other person's beating the crap out of them, they'll start cheering for the other person. You know what was funny about 2014 Elimination Chamber, and I talk about this pay per view all the time because it's the only <laughs> pay per view I've been to. It's the only pay per view I ever went to because I haven't done another pay per view here since, except so, for TLC. Which do you really think I'm going to waste my money and go to a TLC show? So, so on the next show, me and Dave will share with you how many pay-per-views we've been to. Oh, yeah. Uh, we've been to Manias, Rumbles, um, SummerSlam. Mania's on my wrestling bucket list. Yeah, we've been to a We were couple. lucky. They, they were lucky when they were still doing smaller and they were coming to a feast. Like, we went to the one in Boston, 14. Yeah, and we were I went to the, uh, Mike Tyson, Steve Austin, Shawn Michaels, WrestleMania. Yeah, and then the uh, WrestleMania 11 I went to, which was Lawrence Taylor and Bam Bam Bigelow. <laughs> 14th an underrated mania in my book. Mm-hmm. They show clips from it a lot, but I think it's an underrated mania. It's not better yeah, than 17. Was... It's not better than no. 17. No, 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 no it's no. not. No, no, 17 amazing. Yeah. Um, but that crowd was on fire and it was cool to be there. Is all out WrestleMania? Yes or no? Yeah, that's the yeah. definitely that's, that's the marquee event for AEW. Yeah. They Absolutely. say it's double or nothing, but I think it's all out. No, it's all out. Yeah, yeah no, I agree. Uh, yeah, and uh, WCW also tried to claim that Starcade was still their big one. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was really they became Halloween, Halloween Havoc. I think. Yeah, Halloween, yeah, Halloween Havoc. Havoc became their bigger yeah. event. And I would argue the Royal Rumble has become bigger than WrestleMania. Uh, that it's, depends on the year, but for uh, us, it's definitely bigger. It's my favorite. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, this year, that. Royal Rumble was bigger than Mania. I agree. 
Yeah. But in the past, it, 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 can, it can go back and forth. But on any given year, we prefer Royal Rumble over WrestleMania. Yeah. I want to Royal go Rumble consistently delivers. I want yeah, to go to AJ's Royal been to, I've never been. AJ's actually been to two Royal Rumbles himself. Yeah, two of them. Well, guys, this has been a blast. I want to come on your show at some point. Absolutely. Love to have you. Love to have you, man. Um, the the Zoom's telling me less than one minute again. Fuck Zoom. I'm not going to Zoom anymore. Uh, but thank you guys for listening. Dave, AJ, stick around for the less than one minute we have. Thank you guys for listening. We're going to get out of here. Everybody have a good night.